Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. We've been away for a week, but we're back, stronger than ever. I'm joined by Mark, who this time's fighting fit. Just about. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're here. <laughs> uh, right, so, have you had a busy week? How's your week gone this week? Well, last two weeks, really. Yeah, it's back at work, aren't we? Everything's back to normal, I suppose. Oh, it's brilliant, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. actually, Christmas is gone. I think once, I think once you're back in the swing, you're all right, aren't you? After a couple of days, it's not well, that's it. Yeah. What? Anything happening interesting at your place? Anything gone on? I got stitched on Friday, mate, big time. Oh, wow. I haven't been, I haven't been done like that in a while. I've normally got my eyes in the back of my head watching the other lads. Oh yeah. But I was halfway up the ladder, drilling hand, screwing the other hand. Bang trousers straight down the lot. <laughs> Couldn't move. Straight the sprues on the ladder again. There's an old woman across the road. Trying to water a plant, so I was thinking, oh my god. She went to around and goes, oh my god, that's like a Johnson, but smaller. But I had, I had to get me revenge. I had to. Oh, do you do that? Well, the trouble is, he was watching me for a good half an hour. He thought I was going to do the same back to him. So uh, when he wasn't looking, I sneaked outside, got a screwdriver and turned his number plates upside down. <laughs> that seems like a lot of effort. He <laughs> was a bit worried about the first one because the screw was broke, so I was thinking, if I take this screw out any further, his number plate's just going to be swinking <laughs> as it <he> drives <laughs> So it's been an interesting week then, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, just, it's nice to get back into it because we've got a couple of big jobs, so it's, uh, we've got some to get cracked into now, so, and they're quite local as well. so. Well, my week hasn't been, hasn't really done a lot. I mean, the only thing that I can really say a note that I've done has been interesting. is say, uh, there's a guy called Martin. I've been calling him Aragon all week. <laughs> I thought you were going to say for about five years. Like it's well, no, it'll start now because yeah. he, he hates it and he's just constantly. Yeah, that's it now, he, yeah. he hates it. He, yeah. he absolutely hates it. So it's like I'm I loving this. Yeah, I don't know why people do that. I don't like you calling me that. That's it then. That's it. That's your life, yeah. not Maragon. Yeah, I remember the lad years ago, James. And he hated being called Jimmy. He hated it. And he could, one day he's going to hit you. All right, Jim, all the best. <laughs> he hated it. And that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Right, so it's been two weeks, so we've got a lot to get cracked into. And that's what we'll do. So many moons ago, we played Millwall in a home game, the return of King Rowett. Nil nil. Can't remember that game. Yeah, it was very, very, <laughs> very boring. Not a lot happened, but we're going to go into it because that's what we have to do on the Potters podcast. Nil-nil, what do we reckon? I think we could have won the game second half. I don't think we... I think we had a 15-20 minute spell where we, we we should have sold them out two, two or three. Yeah, we, I mean, first half it was all them wanted. I mean, I think Jack Butler made a great save early on to keep us in the game. I think it was early on the first half. To be fair, though, I think Kindy made a big difference. And like uh, Steve Aarons has said here, do you think Indy made a big difference at left-back? Well, I mean, it's his experience, isn't it, as well, a lot of the time. I mean, he'd, he'd still do a good job for me at centre-half. I still think he'd do a better job than Bat sometimes. I think, I think he, he he pulled in and did a good job, didn't he? I mean, at the end of the day, we're that desperate now for a left back. It's we're screaming out for it now. It's got it's got to be it's got to be fixed this winter. We need somebody in on loan maybe to play left back, just to keep the to keep the squad ready. Would you really. not think Tyman might get a look in? I, the thing is with Tyman, I just I just if he's playing indie there, he, he mustn't be impressed by him. I, I don't know. The the thing is what I'm seeing. I mean, some Craig da- uh, Craig Damon. As asked here, will time be the regular left back? Well, I mean, I've, I've read a few things this week saying the loan spell didn't end too well. It might have started quite well, but it hasn't ended overly well in Portugal. Why so, did he lose his place or something? It's just what um, Michael O'Neill's actually said. He's actually come out and said, um, talking about the loan signings uh, of who's come back. Linden obviously had a good spell at Bolton, um, but he's he said Tyman hasn't had a good time there. Maybe that's personal or is he footballing? I don't know. Well, it's a different country, and it could be could be a big could thing. Be, could be could be foot. It might be footballing. It might not. I don't know. But the thing is, obviously, you're not sitting there watching the Portuguese league every week, is so. No, no. Well, no. Especially as no one's heard of that team. Before this season, no, if you know Porto or something, he's got a loan there. He's, he's obviously yeah. something special about him. I mean, for me, I think, I think uh, the person we have to link out 
has probably been the best player on the pitch for me had to be Taris Campbell again yeah but I, I, I still think he'd been better off in the middle well well, uh, Craig Martins has asked do you think Campbell is isolated out wide and should have been played more I in do. the middle I do I do if you watch folks don't get me wrong we, sp- we said about it a couple of weeks ago he looks a lot fitter under O'Neill he does look a lot sharper but you watch him after an hour he looks absolutely battered he looks so tired it's unreal but the thing is all he's doing is chasing shadows everywhere well and he's not that player is he the thing is with Sam Brooks he's, he's, he's just a finisher he's good in the air good with his feet and that's as far as it goes he's not he's not even a good knock on man as it is but the problem is what I'm looking at when we see his play especially against Millwall I saw the ball coming up and then you see Vokes and nobody near him literally nobody near yeah. him the midfield are miles away from him Joe Allen and Sam Lucas are miles away from him so if he does win the header who's he going to? Yeah. Millwall there's no knock on man there's, there's no knock on man too so for me Campbell needs to play behind in a higher position but the fact is he likes a holding midfielder for me if we're going to carry on playing the way we do we're going to have to get the midfielder higher up the pitch but the problem is with the lack of pace in that midfield it's becoming a big problem but that's why I think Campbell's isolated because the problem is at Stoke if you turn up um, and um, you've got pace all lots instantly think right and put him on the wing well, that's how it feels to me every time somebody turns up at Stoke it's like Campbell Campbell's a striker Campbell scores goals yeah but we're struggling for pace put him out wide it doesn't always work. He, he proved that at Huddersfield. One touch goal. One touch goal. He did score twice in his first game as right winger, though, didn't he? So I, I, yeah, I, I know. I, know, I but can understand playing there, but I, I agree. At long term, it isn't going to fix no. the problems. I think he's just there because he doesn't like Tom Ince, and let's be honest, who does? I, I think looking at it now, looking at where we are, I think it's with Woods going now and Etebo going and a few other players going now it's it's just about who we can get in now and yeah. you've got to be in the right area simple as that right so like I say in the second half the game carried on and there was a red card and Dave Bramble's asked here should we have won the game after the red card happened I thought the game died after the red card I, I, think, I we, think they come into it more yeah, they, when they I, got that red card I think I think if, the, if we were going to win it it was before the red card there was 20 odd minutes where we dominated the ball for long periods of time and we were getting balls into the box and not really doing much with it. But after the red card, the thing is, red cards can kill games. Yeah, See, can, in, yeah. in hundreds of games, if someone gets sent off, that's it. They shut up shop. Millwall come for a point anyway, didn't they? Let's face it. Well, I think they can win, to be honest, under Gary Rowett. I mean, it's, they're on fire, they are, since he's jumped in well, there. It looked like it to me. I don't know how they're that high up the table, how they played against us. I think that's just how they play. I think defensively, I'll be honest, we played well. Defensively, we were all right. Apart from a couple of lapses, we did seem to make a big difference yeah. when it comes down to defending. I think Indy, like we've just been on about, did play well at left back. Uh, Danny Batts was okay, solid. And well, they had, they had that, that Romeo, weren't they, on the right oh, side? No, he, he was a player to watch. For yeah. me, he was man of the match. He, he's got some class about him, he yeah. has, that Romeo. Um, plays for a strange country, a little Caribbean country, I think he plays for. But yeah. I tell you what, he's quick, he knows the game. He had, he had McLean in his pocket for most of the game. It's Antigan. Well, and what's his name? I'll be honest, uh, McLean was. But McLean had the chance. I think it was early on in the second half, was it? He had that chance where he came in. Yeah, he was on his right foot. Yeah. And he should be burying that. I don't care what you say. He should have, he should have put that in the bottom corner. Simple yeah, as that. He was tame and the, the goalkeeper just sat on it, really. He could have just put his foot out and stopped that. I love that. Just quickly back to Romeo. Um, on his uh, on his data sheet, it says parents Jazzy B, Jazzy <laughs> not, B, not Dave and Diane or something. Jazzy B, <laughs> Jazzy. Yeah, but there's that one name or two. Isn't it just it? says Jazzy B, so we don't know if that's mum or dad. Could no, be no, even. so the dad's Jazzy and the mum's B. <laughs> yeah. Did you can you pick anybody else out in that game? Uh, I thought, like I say, I think Sam Bokes had a poor game. I think McLean had the chances, but a mention has to go in for the returning hero that is Volinden. Yeah, well, didn't, we didn't see much of him, did we, Bob? Well, I mean, that's sort of thing I want to go into. That and what Gary Woods has already just asked here. He said, to me, he said here, do you think the subs were well too late? 
Well, yeah, few was all at Stoke, aren't they? The man who's been in charge. Oh, I think the first sub was the 75th minute. Wanted the first sub against Millwall. Yeah, I mean the one thing I will say about Valendon is when he come on, he looked confident on the ball. There was times where he looked quite isolated. He wasn't bothered. It, and I just think he could be then that sort of player, especially away from home, when that when we haven't got a lot of the ball, he could kill teams on his own. I think I do genuinely believe that. Well, I mean he went Bolton. Uh, played what was it 15 games yeah. uh, scored three and got two assists as well which isn't monstrously impressive but for a young lad you can only say it's good I can't remember where Bolton were at the start of the season mm. they still are the aren't they? Team, they yeah they're still bottom aren't they I think they're gone now yeah I mean to be fair to him he's, he went we sit here and complain about the problems at Stoke but that really is a sinking ship well the thing is with his career he apparently started well where most of those goals and assists started came coming in but then towards the end of the loan spell he did start dropping off and I'm wondering is, is he one of them players that has got a bit of magic but it's not going to come consistently yeah but that could be partly down to the fact of the loan spells coming to an end where's your career going next psychologically it's like well Oh, where am I going to be in two weeks? Am I going to be here? Am I going to end up going somewhere else? Yeah. Has he got it? Has he got a missus? I don't know. Has he got a family? You, you've well, got to think. You've got to take all these things into consideration, haven't you? Well, I mean, like I say, he came on. He he did some good movements. Um, I'm, I'm not going to judge him. Yeah, uh, I think he's he's a young lad. I mean, he's for me the only young lad that's massively impressed who's come through through the academy. Even though we did buy him, was Tyrese Campbell. Um, he's really impressing me now. And well, it, we're crying out for pace mate we've been saying it for, for all season I think we're crying out for quality that's what we're crying out for I think the problem is at times is that we've got no quality and it's clear to see I've been seeing, saying it now for two years because this is basically the same squad that we had last season and we, we struggled with quality last season we're still struggling now if it wasn't for Rowett last season we would have gone down last season simple as that he got the points and the form he, he turned things around the thing is I, I think on, against Millwall there was some parts of that game where I was really happy with the team all of them at, at points even Joe Allen I thought at times it, he wasn't like a couple of months ago we sat here saying he's a bit erratic he's running all over the place he didn't do that against Millwall he was a bit more structured but the problem is we were getting them ball there's no, nobody for that final ball and that's that's the big key for well me. the thing is the final ball's there but there's nobody near him and the yeah. way we're playing they're all isolated Campbell's isolated on the right McLean's isolated on the left Vokes has Vokes, I remember on a, I think five occasions against Millwall Vokes was completely isolated and on his own so if he did win the heady there was four Millwall players around him not a single yeah. stout one and Powell he, should be the one picking up these knock-ons a bit as well well Really, shouldn't he? Well, here's a question now from uh, Adamski. He's asked, is Nick Powell the, the player that we think he is? Is, is he that creative force within the team? I, I think he fostered. There's times in that game I thought he's a lot better than he was when he first came. Well, I'll be honest, there was two times on against Millwall where he, he did some real bits of quality and real bits of skill where he beat two or three players and then there was nothing after and yeah. I, I'm wondering is, is he all shiny but there's nothing to him is he like I, I still I don't know I mean like you say sometimes he does things and you think that's why you're at United mm. there's like little turns of pace and little little drops of the shoulder here and there where you think he does read the game quite well but this is I think this is down to another thing he, his injury prone doesn't help him he never gets a good run of games before he gets a knock before he's out again well, he, and he just seems that player, it's like an Ely player. I mean, one of them players where we sit here in 20 years and go, yeah, Neely did all right. We won, we won, you could see it, but that's what, never worked. That's what you get with free transfers, though, don't you? You get half a player and, and anything else. The trouble is, he looked like a wheel beater at Wigan, because Wigan are poor. Mm. It's, it's, it's the Sigurdsson effect, isn't it? Mm. It's like I said about him at Swansea. You were, you were a top player in an awful side. And you go somewhere else, and you look quite bang average, and that's that's the problem. Well, it was funny at the end of the game. Uh, Gary Rowett had a lot to say about the Stoke fans. Came out and said, uh, said I can't remember what he said. Now, what did he say? He said basically that he expected um, 
a tirade of abuse, but he was quite happy. I was surprised. I was surprised that he didn't get a, a lot of abuse. But I think now the Stoke fans have realised that we've dropped a bit of a clangor with Rowett, really. Do you not think he's getting the abuse a bit just because he come out and said one or two it's, things? Yeah, it's just the it's basically the reason why Stoke fans don't like Gary Rowett is because what he said about Bojan, which he was right about. He's proved now he's right about. He plays in the MLS. Yeah. And he's struggling getting that team now from what I'm, from what yeah. I'm hearing. He's done a Shakiri and picked a man up on it. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's that's basically it. That's all we can cover on the Millwall game. I think it's... <laughs> we can't quite a lot for a nil-nil, basically. I know, yeah, there's really? a lot to go through. Right, so it's been absolutely busy as anything. It has, yeah. Once come in, 19 have left. <laughs> not so much 19. But we'll go straight into him, Jordan Thompson, who was signed for an undisclosed fee from Blackpool. Do you know him? No. I don't know him I've either. got a clue, but a lot of Stoke fans don't. They don't have a clue. No. But we'll, get, we'll cover him, so what do we know? Well, he originally came from Rangers before he was at Blackpool. I thought it was um, Man United first. No, not according to what I've got here, off yeah, the old uh, BBC. Uh, apparently started at Man United but didn't last long, then he went Rangers. Well, a lot of people start at Man United, don't they? Everybody starts at Man United. Oh yeah, give us a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that. We'll have him, he played yeah, for United. Yeah. yeah, I mean the thing is, I suppose all us Stokies have got to be pretty open-minded now, because the thing is, you, do, you never know, do you? It could be a right little gem, you, you never know. Well, we've got a question straight away from Adamski again, he's back in. Where does Thompson actually play? Because it's been mixed reports, isn't it? Yeah, I've heard he played on the left wing. And I've heard he played on the right and left back. But Michael O'Neill said he's going to play in the middle. Being goalie, well, first game. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know where he's playing, yeah. to be honest. Because I saw a lot of people on social media saying, well, we've already got a left winger, we need a right winger. And we do. Like, yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, he's played 67 times for Blackpool, Yeah. Um, and he's only been there since 2018. Yeah, he hasn't been there long. He, so. he was a failure at Rangers, wasn't he? And then Blackpool gave him a chance. And to be fair, the Blackpool fans aren't saying nice things about him. Well, I've heard he's a bit feisty in the old tackle as well. <laughs> he likes a little touch here and there. So. He might be the new Roy King, the Northern Irish Roy King. That's, I'd love that. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> love press conference, nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, he's he's twenty two, which is always a good thing. We're signing a player under twenty, under thirty five, which is a good, which is a good sign. He's under thirty. Yeah, he's not come for the golf course. <laughs> he's played a couple of times now for the Northern Ireland side, so Michael O'Neill knows him well. Yeah, he's obviously got a good a good connection with him. Plus, obviously, the unders coaches will have told him whether he's not, he could cut it at this level. So. He's obviously something that he likes, and the thing is, because he's 22, you've got to give him a bit of, bit of chance. Let's see what he can do, kind of, that kind of thing. Um, I, know, I know he's left-footed. He, he has played in the right. He's played in the left. He's played as a left back as well. And I liked his interview when he, he was interviewed by the Stoke, uh, which I put up on the Potters, Potters page. If you haven't seen it, or Ian from Scholar Green, if you haven't seen that, bit of a plug. <laughs> uh, if you go on there, he, he, he comes across well. He comes across like he's here to fight. He isn't here. He's here to make a name for himself now. He sees this as a really big step in his career. Yeah. Because let's be honest, he hasn't really giantly impressed at Blackpool. The thing is, though, everyone has to start somewhere, don't they? Well, they do. I, I mean, he's had it tough. I mean, he, he had. He's, I think he's had four loan spells when he was at Rangers as well, which didn't. Re none of them really went well. I mean, I'm not, I'm not painting him in a good picture, are you? Yeah, you've got to look at it like, it, like I noticed a post just at Christmas about 10 years ago, Jamie Vardy was playing for Fleetwood Sound. Yeah, that's what I mean, How many Leicester yeah. fans when he came were going, what have we bought him for? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll give him, I'll give him a chance, I'll give yeah, him time. Yeah, I suppose you've got to, you, really? The fact is, we're at this position now where we've got to try and get some young lads through the door because we've, we've brought that much rubbish over the last two seasons. I don't think you're, it's not always about ability. You look at that Liverpool side today against United, there's names on that sheet who are not not world bitters, but he's got a unit that all work together and graft together and just think, we don't graft together. I know, I think I think absolutely right. I think uh, I don't know how Mo Salah gets in that team. No, I know. They've still got one or two, aren't they, <laughs> that, that can walk in any side. But you look at some, like Henderson was going nowhere before Klopp turned up and a few others... I just think sometimes, is O'Neill going, right, I want my lads here and they're going to be 110, right behind me, right behind each other. Because the problem is, we've had lads here 
disorientated, don't really want beer, or they're worried about money, or mm. do, do you know what I mean? And I just think, just, well, just because he's come from Blackpool doesn't necessarily mean he's because we were talking about it on the last pod about one or two coming on the Pewies, the Whiteheads, the Etheringtons, and people are. Yeah, the career was on its knees really once. Yeah, yeah, and he managed to get yeah. these characters in, and yeah, fair enough, some of them weren't great. But the job they did for Stoke was well. That, second to that's that. the thing I've said before. That it's, for me, when we when we bring in a player, he's got to have that. And it's similar to Jordan Henderson, really. Thompson is not not on the top class level, but he's Jordan Henderson started as left wing. He played in the right wing. Played yeah. as played as a right back. And the fact is that he's a midfielder now. And obviously, a good manager spotted that in him and gone, "No, you, you're not a winger. You're not quick enough. You're not this enough." And and for me, that could be the right thing. If Michael O'Neill see, that's what I'm impressed with. What Michael O'Neill said, he's come out and said that I, I can see him playing in the middle. Yeah. And if he can see that, then there's, there might be something there that Blackpool haven't seen or Rangers. other other managers yeah. haven't seen that he's not a winger. He's it's like Charlie Adam when he was at Rangers. He was a left-sided midfielder. Yeah. He was a left winger. Someone's pulled him. And then. Blackpool brought him in, Alloway brought him in on loan and said, you're not a winger, play in the middle. Played him in the middle, he, he ends up moving, gets Blackpool promoted and then moves to Liverpool and then <laughs> comes to the Marty Potters. And I love, I love to see them playing on the wing years ago. <laughs> well, <laughs> you he, know, he didn't make it, he didn't make it. But uh, yeah, we've got a few questions here now about Jordan Henderson. We've got one saying that... Jordan Henderson? Jordan Henderson. Yeah, Jordan that Michael there's a few here for Jordan Thompson and then David Blood, Blood again has asked will Thompson be the answer to our, our problems in midfield? Oh, I, can't, I can't say. And for me that's like trying to predict the weather. Really. How many other players have we had City? I know, I've been I can remember saying that many times about Jordan Cousins was going to be, I'm not going to say anything about the lad until I see him play a couple of times. Yeah. He could be the answer, he might be hopeless, we don't know at this point. Well, we've got the opportunity tomorrow, haven't we? Because I, I presume he's going to play tomorrow. I think, he'll, I, I think the rumours are he's going to be on the bench, but I'm yeah. not too sure. Uh, Craig Butterworth, ooh, posh name, he's asked... <laughs> He's asked the same thing, similar to him. Will he play at left back? Well, that would be a surprise, wouldn't it? If it but if it to goes. be fair, he has played in, in as a left back. Yeah. Look, reading about him, he has played a couple of times as a left back for Blackpool, and I think it was on one of his loan spells he was a left back. I mean, it could be the answer. We don't know. I mean, personally, I think we need to bring a proper left back on loan. But Thompson, you never know. He could could fit that bill but for me but then again everything the press is saying and Michael O'Neill saying it doesn't strike me as he's he's looking at him for left back because they're talking about delivery of crossing um, set pieces uh, I mean, he did mention tackling said he's a good tackler and so he gets stuck in not with his yellow card record well the thing is you can get a yellow card for flicking someone nowadays can't you really? that means nothing well that's it but nine yellow cards. Two seasons though. Well, a season and a half. Come on. One yeah. red card as well. He's had a red card. Is yeah. he? Is he the new Roy Keane? Is he the Northern Irish Roy Keane? No, he had three red cards. On <laughs> <laughs> a red button. Yeah. <laughs> and he, so, how many games has he played then? Well, the thing is, he played last season. He played thirty-eight games. So, at League One, so he missed eight games. Yeah, he's near enough for full season. So, eight the, games could be midweekers, couldn't they? Tuesdays. And yeah, stuff. so they obviously rate him if they're playing him yeah, that many times. Um, and he's obviously played eighteen games already this season. So probably a few of them are actually the red card that he's missed, or probably too many bookings. Yeah. So last season, obviously, he got if depend. It could have been a three-match ban. So he's an important player to Blackpool. I mean even though the Blackpool fans are slating them, but you've got to also look at that way with others though where they go out and go oh yeah he's crap he's rubbish because they don't like losing a player especially yeah. Blackpool it's the most bitterest club in the world because of the Oysters isn't it they, yeah. everything's bad news they've about everything don't they <laughs> stay to these chips <laughs> just, just come and go a game without moaning for one week please. seagulls look at yeah. them nicking me chip yeah I, I just I don't know I'd moan if I lived in Blackpool. Yeah, it's not a nice place, let's no, be honest. No, so... Uh, we know he scored three goals last season, so he's not pre- He's not a scorer. He's not a good goal scorer, to be fair. Um, but like I say, I'll, I'll give him a chance. I'll, I'll, I'll stick by him. Yeah, that, I mean, that's why I said, is he just one of them people who he believes is going to work off for Stoke? And, like I say, maybe 
it's not a long term person it's just something for like I say balance the books somebody's going to come in work hard not moan do a job and I think O'Neill's the sort of manager who can get the best out of people as well because no. we've seen that with, O'Neill, with uh, McLean I, I think McLean has massively game. he's massively he's improved, improved under, yeah. under Michael O'Neill right so we'll cover the levers over the last two weeks like a revolving door well we know we all know about Badoo and Dai that was, that was before we've already covered and Dai so since since we've we've been away, uh, the first one to go was obviously Peter Etabel. Yeah, Getafe. He's gone to Getafe. What a great start to it! Wanted a massive five 0 defeat on his debut there. <laughs> what a sidestep that is going Getafe. Oh, no, I know it's I know it's a lone spell, but what the hell's he going there for? Yeah. Oh the, dear. The, the thing is, to be honest, he's done all right this season at times when he played. I don't know what his attitude problem is. I mean, no. I mean, for me, if I was Peter Etebo and, and I was going, right, I do want to leave him too good to be here. And then Getafe come on the phone, I'll stay at Stoke, I'll see how I get on here. Because there's more of a chance of him moving up to an higher level if he has a, if he sits down, works with Michael O'Neill, gets in that team, replaces Joe Allen if he goes. Yeah. And knuckles down a position. I, mean, I liked Etebo, you know, I, did. I, I thought he was... He was strong, he's physical, he could move. I, I I think he was one of them players who could play higher up the midfield, further back. I, I loved him. But to me, I think a lot of these a lot of these foreign lads are coming in. Not just it won't just happen at Stoke, there'll be other teams it's happening at. And they think, well we're not playing in the Premier League. In my opinion, the championship's better than a lot of European leagues as well. Well it is, I mean Forget forget the Prem for a minute. You, we've we've seen other football leagues when we've been away. They're not great. They poor, poor football. And the championship could give a lot of European cl- uh, leagues a run for the money, as far as I'm concerned. Well, Michael Butterworth's asked again. Second question from him: Will Peter Etebo m- make any difference by moving to Getafe? I mean, I've, we just covered that. I've said that. I, I think it's a massive. It's a side. I think they are playing in the top flight of Spanish football, but. They're, they're, they're really struggling yeah. I mean, for me and like he said here is Peter Etebo the new Jenny and Bueller no I don't think he's quite that bad is he well I don't know what, what about if we, he goes on three years of loan spells after this here's another waste of time yeah could be uh, could be but I, I don't see he, see he did come out out of nowhere a little bit didn't he because it was a, I, to be fair it, it was a really good sign at the time because no but the leave when, when we saw that picture with him with his box for the training ground yeah uh, he did really come out of nowhere a bit so it was like oh well there he is with his box I'm walking to his car and I'm thinking well hang on a minute that's the last that I heard he was injured well Steve Turnbull's asked this he said was there a massive fallout between Michael O'Neill and Peter Etebo because it just seemed to come in a four, a three, four year, well, three, four day spell one day he was playing next minute he was told to stay away from the club yeah, so for me there must have been a big fallout well it happens doesn't it, um, it or maybe he said something because I mean there's been things in the press saying that Michael O'Neill had said if you don't if you don't want to be here and you're not willing to work for the club then I don't want you here mm. well, which the thing is with O'Neill he's probably that old fashioned Pearson's come out and said the same thing at Watford last week if you aren't willing to what's it, work for this club even if you're on the bench I don't care it's about all of us collectively as a unit winning football matches and I think some players because of I don't know petty attitudes or the way they've been brought up they're just like well I'm not doing that or I'm not doing this and he's probably just said well there's the door sure. because right. he is that old fashioned sort of manager I think I, I think he's what's don't need at this moment in time yeah. right so we'll go to the next transfer activity because Etterbill what a waste your beloved Legendary youngster, the one you've been calling for all season. We were going to do an hashtag deploy Jarvis. He's gone. He's gone. He's Wrexham now. Wrexham permanent move. About the tongue here a bit, mate. To be honest, <laughs> I, I'm like when it happened, I was fuming. I was raging around the house. Was that bad? You haven't even kicked the ball. It was brilliant. It tried me, mate. It was brilliant. And I just thought, why is he not? Do you know? Best of it is, I had this discussion at work. That, yeah, but he only played at Tranmere. The amount of times I saw him on reserve videos, he's like, Jarvis has scored, how has he? Who else? Tyrus Campbell scored, yeah. Next week, Jarvis has scored. Jarvis has scored the following week. Thinking, Jarvis scores every week. Yeah, he's not good enough for him to get on the bench. I'm thinking, not good enough on this shower that we've been watching all season. Well, 
We'll just quickly call uh, cover Danny Jones because you'll start crying. I'll, I'll, I'll be out the door now. I'll be like, all the best of you. I'll be honest with you. I think the thing is with Danny Jarvis, we can't really judge him because he didn't really play. To be honest, he played in like we say in the friendly. To be fair, he was probably the best player on the pitch against there. But we don't see him week in week out. We don't see what attitude what his got. attitude. He, 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 you know, he probably hasn't got an attitude. He's, he's but the thing is, he's twenty one. He didn't really impress in his loan spells last season, the season before, or whenever the loan spells were. So for me, it, it kind of does make sense that we go and let his fear his career. I mean, hopefully, Skull, you were asking Skulls do this, but hopefully there's a buyback on there. So if he does go to Wrexham and do all absolutely does amazing and outs Wrexham up to league football again, we can go, mm, actually, yeah. we'll give him another chance here, we'll bring him back. And that's all I could say. And that's bye bye to your young hero, Danny Jarvis. Okay, what's racks in my own? Stoker away. Oh dear, <laughs> not that bad, is it? Right, another one this week. Uh, Ryan Woods going to Millwall to a manager that dropped him in the first Stoke manager to drop him. <laughs> Gary Rowett sounds Ryan Woods. You couldn't write it, could you really? No, you couldn't write it. And not only that, he got man of the match today and uh, yesterday on a 2 0 win for Millwall as yeah. well. It- yeah, I mean, we've both sat there, especially when you first come, and said, why is Woods not in the team? We want Woods in the team. But then as time went on, it did unravel that he can give the ball away in a lot of key areas. And he, he doesn't follow his man a lot. His performance against Hull was, was yeah, absolutely pathetic. Yeah. Let his man go twice. Both goals were his fault. Yeah. And I, but then I started to think back and I thought, oh, there's another mistake here against Wednesday. There was a mistake here, a mistake yeah. there. And you can understand why the three managers have dropped him. Yeah. And yeah, but like if you remember, he started off well with all three managers. Started well with Rowett, started well with yeah. with uh, Nathan, Sir King Nathan, and then started yeah, well with Michael O'Neill. When he first come, when he first come to Stoke, I was like, where have we had him from? He was brilliant. Well, that's what he starts well, doesn't he? Well, and then it tails off a bit. Well, Viper's asked, it's not a bad Bitcoin before everyone jumps in, he says, why the hell isn't Woods playing in Joe Allen's place high up the pitch? And to be fair to I Viper, with bit, even yeah. with his shouty tone on the text, he still, I still believe that, I, 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 I don't shouty, know, I, well, shouty, he, tone, shouty tone, he's in capitals. Oh, right. <laughs> and the thing is, improv. <laughs> and the thing is, but the thing, I don't know why he's, he's asked that, because I told him that at work on Tuesday. There you go. <laughs> and I was put the question in, what I told him. Forward I said to I said to him, if, if Alan goes, I wouldn't have minded seeing Woods in an eye position, because he can pass the ball. And the thing is, he's probably our best passer of the ball. He moves a lot quicker than Alan as well. He, he finds space a lot yeah. better as well. He, he, he seems to move in the right places. Yeah. He's, he can't defend, which is why he ends an old midfielder. But higher up the pitch, he could yeah. be a real nuisance of a player. I think the problem is as well, though, and, and I think a lot of Stoke fans have probably done this with their mates and stuff, is that we've sat there and What, Nick, the question? <laughs> well, do you know when we sat there and gone... Woods should be higher up, and Dye should have been in front of the back four. Da, da, da. How many, how many lads together have sat in the pub on a Saturday morning going, "Yeah, well, we'll do that." They've done it, and they've been terrible. Mm. And they go, "I'll tell you what, we'll put him in." Then he's been terrible, and you're going, "Is there any way we can get this system to <laughs> well, work?" Th- this is the thing with our midfield. I mean, Woods, Woods has tried it. We've done this, we've done that. Nick Powell in a central midfield position. I don't rate him there. For me, the only steady midfielder we've had this season has been Sam Lucas, the the bloke that everybody was slating last season yeah. towards the end game. He's rubbish. He's this. He's the yeah. only steady midfielder we've he looks got. A, I think he looks a, a different player from last season. I mean, Joe Allen does some good things, of course, but he does bad things as well. He, he'll he'll have four good games, eight bad ones. I think That's he's how he plays. But he has. But he, there's still very rocky positions there as well he does he does run around like an endless chicken a lot and and to be honest you can't really pick him out of a pass because he he destroys the play it's like they, they move forward and then Joe Allen just chases the ball and he, uh, he yeah, rips him all apart like, um, you know them buzzers that dogs have on mm. and they squirt water in the face yeah, I think like O'Neill's got one like on electric he starts running a bit stop running come back stop chasing him a string come here where are you going? He, yeah, he, d- he does seem a little bit more controlled now under O'Neill, but 
like you say, he can be. He's, I don't know. He's like a dog running around a football pitch and he's chasing yeah. the bloody dog toy. But like I say, to, to say, I mean, there's another question here. Will Ryan Woods be a big regret by Michael O'Neill? Well, no, because it's only a loan deal, isn't it, at the end of the day? I, I think, yeah, but I mean, the other question here by the same bloke, um, Jonathan Watkins, he's asked the same thing. He's asked, will he... Will it be, if, if, what about his comments, the things he said? He, he, he pretty much said, blame the club, didn't he, really? Big words from... from it's not the Woods. first, though, is he? Well, I mean, the thing is, he, he lost his place in the team through his own volition. It was his own fault. Yeah. You can't blame anyone else for those dodgy... I mean, that performance against Hull was laughable. You've I mean, got to look at your own performance sometimes, and I think a lot of players are guilty of not doing that. They sit there and moan because they're sitting on the bench, and you go, well, you've, you've got to look at yourself sometimes. It's not... Don't get me wrong in any walk of life it's not always your fault there's plenty of times it isn't there's plenty of times it is as well and, and, and you look on the football pitch and yeah fair enough I do slightly agree with him about him being moved around a bit but you're a professional footballer get out and do it at the end of the day these are doing a job that most men are dreaming of doing yeah. you've got a nice car on the drive a nice house to me you, you, you die on that pitch as soon as you cross that white line, that's it then, and it's your away, yeah. and that's that. And this is what frustrates me with a lot of modern day players now. They sit there and bitch and moan, and this is why I do love Roy Keane when he's on, on telly, because he tells it exactly how it should be. We're just in this snowflake thing at the moment where it's like, to me, if I'd left the club on loan, I wouldn't have said anything. Mm. What's he going to do with anybody else? Well, that's it, yeah, that's it. Right, so we'll go to the rumours. It looks like uh, Lee Gregory is going to be rejoining Neil Laris at uh, Cardiff, loan till the end of the season. What's more game time? He's played most of the season. He doesn't score enough goals for me. I mean, there's a lot of people upset about it. I mean, I've got a question here. Is Michael O'Neill an absolute fool for letting Lee Gregory go out and lower him? He could have a bar door. For me, there's bits of quality there. There's bits I like about him. He's good at holding the ball up. He's good at bringing people into play. But the problem is, he can't score. And when we play the way we do... The thing is, everyone keeps having to go at Sam Vokes. The fact is, he gets off a chance, he'll put it in the net. And that's... That mean that makes him almost lethal striking. Yeah. Right. So uh, other rumours. What else have we got? Oh wow, we're supposed to be in in for Corey Evans of Blackburn. Yeah. Uh, central midfielder, Northern Ireland international. That's not happening. He's, well, broke, he's broke his cheekbone. Well, we've got a question here. Are we becoming the new Northern Ireland national side? <laughs> That's what we are. We're like a pool. Get him in. He's all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll bring him in. Oh, he's not coming. I mean, I don't know why he said that. We've only literally bought one player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not, rather than flying the flag over Northern Ireland. We're not, we're not exactly Northern Ireland having one player from, yeah. from Northern Ireland. Adding out Guinness as you walk through the tears, stars. Uh, yeah. So I wanted. To I want to discuss um, Curtis Jones has all gone quiet as well and that's the one I was most excited about but I know what's happened there I think there was serious interest from Stoke for Curtis Jones but then he scored that fantastic goal against Everton yeah. knocked him off the FA Cup and yeah. I think that's it now for him he'll be on the bench at Liverpool Rian Brewster's gone to Swansea and how did he go on in his debut? Scores there we go well done well done Tony Scholes yeah we've missed yeah. out on him as well well done that's why we want you gone yeah <laughs> And I think that's it, really, isn't it, for transfer rumours. I don't think there's much else. Um, yeah, I've got, I, I know a lot, of, a lot of people have left, haven't they, and we've got one in. But things have re- I think they're a lot quieter than I expected. I thought there would have been a few more coming in, to be honest. I mean, I, I did say two, I think, didn't I? Yeah, so, we, so we'll discuss as there's a bit more of the transfer window go. I mean, we'll talk about who we think needs to come in. Not who, because... We've David Brammer from Bloody. Nico Neil's the new red nap on deadline day. And he's <laughs> I squeal it and deal it, you know yeah. what I mean? You know what I mean? How dare you call me that? Yeah. Following him outside the training ground, lying the window down. I mean, for me, it's quite obvious where, where we need fixed positions. It's quite obvious. When we've got players playing out of position in a player position, that for me massively indicates that that's where we need to bring loans in. Yeah. Um, right wing, obviously. We need a man who can come in and cross the pigging ball. I don't care if he's slow. I don't care if he's got no skill. I don't care if he can whip a ball in and get the ball on Sam Bokes' pigging head. That's all I care about. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have to mention it. Just 
because I gave you enough stick about my Clarion Awards and <laughs> different mistakes, but I heard a great one off Padgett. Oh. Um, on the radio can't and, say this about Pedge it's Pedge the Ledge yeah it's Pedge the Ledge but it's still a great one it's, it's, it's as good as a, a Mark Levin special he turned around and said if we bring loan players in we're bringing them in because they're not played well, <laughs> well that's well, that, yeah that, that's I, 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 don't, I don't think Barcelona go let's loan out Messi yeah <laughs> scored 30 goals this evening sending down Blackpool for it's going out, are you not enough? Yeah. yeah, well done, Peg. Well you done, have got so we'll, we'll send it in the post here. We're going to have to get some proper ones. <laughs> we'll we'll get some sorted Mark Lowen Awards. I've, I've got the picture up, I'll put that up soon, actually. Well, like I say, I think we need a right wing game. Without question, question at all, we need a left back. If he's not going to trust Josh Timmins to become the left back of Stoke, then we need to bring somebody in on loan who can play and say to say to Stephen Ward, I'm sorry, bring him in the office and put his hand on his hand and go, it's time, it's time, <laughs> it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, trust me, it's time, it's time. it was time three years ago, but it's time, <laughs> <laughs> it's time, it's time to call it, we've got a, we've got a cracking golf course in Trent, yeah. so just, just call it a day, what I've done for you, I've got you some new clubs, <laughs> I've down American golf, <laughs> <laughs> we just, why, why don't we go boss, we need that number three shit, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These golf clubs, they were, they were expensive. Like Mark Pedrick says, we're after Zinchenko. <laughs> yeah, that which. Another thing that came up with the Ryan Woods thing, which we'll discuss in the next part, the fans' reaction online, all over the groups, all over the Still Loud and media. Proud and the Bear Pit comments. Tony Scholes, now for me, is past saving now. I think he's past saving now. I mean, the, the comments coming up after Ryan Woods going... I think it's I think it's dead man walking now, Tony Scholes. I mean I did a nice little poll this week. Uh, I put a poll up of <coughs> what is more popular in Stoke on Trent? Potholes or Tony Scholes? What would you reckon out of that? That is a tough choice, isn't it? Well it's not compared to the people at home. They, nearly a thousand votes, it's come out eighty eight percent. Potholes are a popular thing. Must have a Land Rover then, mate. <laughs> I don't care about the potholes. <laughs> Get rid of skulls. Yeah. We're all serious. This the man. The man's an absolute joke. And I think for me now, if he doesn't knock up the gets well he's <laughs> gone <laughs> so yeah. do your job you lazy pig <laughs> I think if Tyrese Campbell doesn't sign a new contract, I think that's got to be it for him. I think that's the end of the season. Bye bye. Get yourself gone. I disagree. I think he's ironclad. I don't see him going anywhere. I don't think he will. I want him to. If he doesn't get Campbell tied down, with all the mistakes that's been happening, everything that's been going wrong over the last couple of years, for me, he's got to go. Because the fans are absolutely despise him. Like I say, they, they prefer to have potholes in the road than Tony yeah. Scholes to be in that job. They prefer to lose a suspension arm. They've got to pay four hundred quid for a new a new system on the on the car. Then. There'll be there'll be a thousand people outside Stokes ground kicking off going. Be tires pops. This is broke. This is get him out. <laughs> get him out now. Yeah, I think it, the, the 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 thing is he's he's got to go, Auntie. It, yeah, it, it's gone on too long now, Auntie. I mean, the problem is who do you replace him with? Well, the thing is for me. What I want to see at the end of the season, I want monstrous changes happening this at the end of this season. I want the coach, I want John Coates to step back. I want Peter Coates to step back and just become owners of the football club. I want, yeah. I want to see them to, I want to see a chairman come in, a good chairman from abroad. It might be a foreigner, it might be whoever. We need a good chairman who could to come in, who will run the club properly and make footballing decisions instead of financial ones. We need somebody to come in who's got experience. In running a football club, but not only just experience, experience at running a football club well. I mean, for example, them people at Portugal, that club where Josh Timmons been, they'd be whoever's runs that would be a good person to come in. And the thing is, a lot of people think that oh no, because because the way Stoke have been run for so long, it happened before at Stoke when the Icelanders came in. Yeah, everyone thought Gislason was the owner of the football club, but he wasn't. He was just the chairman. It was Christensen. The, who was the owner of the club he put Gislason in as chairman to run everything well and a lot of people say the Icelanders were bad they didn't do this yeah. the fact is they didn't have a relegation no. and they only put us in debt trying to get us in the Premier League yeah. so, so they were trying to achieve something they were trying to achieve something and yeah. to be fair we won the, Johnson, the auto glass the second one we got promoted to the championship 
they brought legends like James O'Connor to the club yeah and uh, Sir Goldson the thing is I mean I, I always remember an interview with uh, Nigel Clough before uh, not Nigel Clough Brian Clough before come off the telly completely and he was talking about anyone could talk a good game about football I can you can Joe Bloggs on the street can but as a football manager you're trying to run a football club from people who've got no idea from football it, that, and that is the reality of it people who own football clubs have no idea really about football they think they do but they don't well that, that's that's what the reason why I'm saying it is because basically Peter Coates I think four years ago stepped back and become vice chairman with John Coates it all, it all happened when there was a big argument in the between the two owners, well, the chairman basically, Peter Coates and John Coates. And John Coates wanted to go a certain way, he didn't want Pulis in anymore, he wanted to bring a foreign manager in, foreign players, and start investing. And at the beginning it worked well, because Mark Hughes still had that spine. But then as soon as he had to bring his own players in, it all fell apart. Uh, and, and it's this system they brought in, and for me it's quite obvious that Peter's got a step, he's got to, he's got to do the right thing. If, if he wants to be the owner, then that's fair enough, but he's going to have to step back and just so's John, get rid of skulls, get rid of everybody in that department and bring a chairman in to sort all the problems out of the club and get the club in a more modern state of affairs. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, I think I'd try and give the manager a bit more power as well. No, we do, don't we? Apparently we do. Apparently we do give the manager say, and I think sometimes we give them too much say. I think that we've got to look. We've got to look at a new system of doing things. I don't things. believe that. We need have a modern system. I, I think. I think the manager's going to say, but it's like a selection of players. So they get in one position. They go, "Here's four of this. Pick the one you want out of them." But that's what I mean. If we bring in a chairman, skulls will be gone. And it'll be a man who will go. Actually, yeah, I don't mind. I'll, I'll have a word with the owner. We might be. He might put the money in. Yeah. That extra bit of money in to get this one, and then we'll try and put the finances in a different direction whenever we can yeah I just, I just get the feeling that, that like with sometimes they say these things to shut the fans up sometimes a lot of the times they do yeah, Scholes yeah. definitely does he, does he says he tells the players to say this managers to say that to go right just keep them on side keep them on side yeah. the fact is we've woken up to Tony Scholes and I think the man is an absolute waste of time the fans have spoken they don't want him at the club they're now starting to sing get Scholes out of the club Coach family better start listening because if they don't start listening, the nineties will happen again, and they'll be forcibly moved from the club again. So they better they better start waking up to the big problems that are here. Good point, mate. We'll start singing "We Love Potholes" soon. <laughs> we love potholes, but we hate each couple. <laughs> Get that going, actually. Yeah. Where's the words to that? <laughs> right, and then good news this week. We're going to talk about um, the women. They, they weren't so lost. No, they haven't lost. No, they played. Some some place I've never heard of in the Staffordshire Challenge Cup, and they've got to the final. Yeah, well, you know what the women are like. They don't win one 0 do they? they no, they do the game properly. No, they, they won six 0 They were five 0 up at half time. What a team! Yeah, um, and into a final. So, I mean, to be honest, did you want to go? I mean, I I think we'll go there. Yeah. We'll find out where it is. Actually, we want everybody going there. I want. I want at 24,000 there in behind the ladies Robert and Skulls is there isn't it <laughs> <laughs> and get that song sung we hate but we love Pottles but we hate Skulls yeah. we love Pottles <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean they are brilliant the women you they are they're a good side the Chloe Jones is doing a fantastic um, job there I mean plus you've got quite a few, I mean you've got four different goal scorers as well which I always think scores because it means you're getting goals from everywhere, doesn't it? Well, that's it to be new with the scorers. Um, I mean, Tammy George got two. Uh, Al Yall seems to score every week. I mean, these seem to be different names, though. I mean, I've not heard Tammy Jones. No, no uh, Tash Baptiste, that's the name that crops up a yeah, lot. Yeah, I've heard of Tash. Uh, yeah. Nick Hudson with one and then an own goal. So, I mean, 5 0 at half time. The men's team, men's team, really dreaming that. I know, yeah, the only time I can remember that was with, of course, the mighty results against uh, Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah. So, like I say, it's, it's just brilliant. Um, and like I say, I'd encourage anybody to get down there and watch that final. I know, it's great. I mean, 6 0, I mean, the final of half time. It's a bit of a different side. Apparently, some of the reserve team got in this week. Look at the first team, because they're brilliant. I know, that's what I mean. I mean,. Uh, well, speaking of the reserves, I mean, how did they get on? They always normally batter everybody, don't they, the reserves? 
Not today. What do you mean, not today? Uh, it's been a bit of a tanning, really. Lost 6 1. Bloody hell, is this the same team? It must have been the frost. It's, it looks that frosty on the pitch, it's in black and white. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's a cup again, isn't it? So, uh, I mean, we lost uh, to Nottingham Forest, so. First um, team or their reserves? It'd be their reserve team and the in the same trophy. It, it's a bit better laid out than that, uh, the women's because it's the same trophy for each section of the the players. So obviously we've got to the final in the first team, yeah. but then the reserves. It's the same cup at yeah. the same time at the same point of the tournament. So that was the semi final. We got knocked out, and then obviously uh, the development team they've played as well, and that's the same point of the cup as well. Oh, it's so. all played at the same time. Right, so then we'll go to the development team. How have they got on? Well, <laughs> we lost that one as well. Oh, yeah, what's going on with the women? So, um, yeah, against Leek Town, local derby. So, Well, speaking of Leek Town, they're top of their league now, aren't they? Oh, are they? Top of the league. Well, we saw them last year, didn't we? And they were, they were a decent side. Yeah, our local side, our local non-league team. Just over at Bell's Mothers. Just over the top. Do you know nobody outside of Bell's knows that? Well, If you say, uh, it's a bit black over Bell's Mothers, they go, what about who's Bill? What's, who's his brother? You go, Bill Moore. That's it's like Bill Slang. It sounds racist, that's right. Bill's Mothers. <laughs> black over Bell's Mothers. It's going to rain. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Good news, I mean, they got to a final. Chloe Jones's army. But like I say, 6-0 six, six in the first team. I mean, I can't, I can't knock the reserves. It's a reserve league it in the development team. We're producing some good young yeah, ladies at the I moment, mean, to be honest. I've seen some of the videos sometimes, and it, this, sometimes it's such a poor game at times. It can be. I mean, the thing is with development, they probably just rotate them, aren't they, all the time at that level? That's it, It's yeah. not like the men's. I mean, normally there's... They have three or four teams, haven't they? So. Uh, well, at least, at least they're doing well. I mean, we, we, it looks like we've got a final look forward to. I wonder if it's at Wembley. I'm going if it's at Wembley. <laughs> I'll get a coach sorted. <laughs> well, he sits it right at the top. <laughs> How many is this? There's only $300. <laughs> 20 of us, I think. <laughs> Spread out. It's everybody's favourite part of the week. Story time with Mark. Get your, get your chocolates, put your, put yourself to bed, put your finger hat on. What have you got for us this week then, Mark? Potamus. What's, what's up with Potamus? This guy's pure gold. I, I, I never realised it. Wow, so what's the stories? Oh, the, this, this one, when I read it, even the headline to the story, I was already laughing before I read it. And the headline is, Linesman mistakes him for a player. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of don't really need to say much else. Well, not really. I mean, he's, he's what, six foot four and... Blue, like blue. a smith. <laughs> it looks like an hippopotamus, so I mean... He'd be a fair goalkeeper, wouldn't he, on pedos? <laughs> I just thought, I just needed it laughing straight away. I mean, what was that linesman on? I know players get drug tested, they should have tested it. Well, I think in the year we went down, in 97, I think it was, 97, 98, he actually got seventh for player of the year. <laughs> he was under that thing back then. <laughs> He's a, he was a, yeah, but I remember in 97, he did have some antics. He had some real antics in 97. Yeah. How could you mistake a, a six foot five blue Epo for a centre half? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you what, whatever he's, he was having back then, I bet he, he made a lot of money. Yeah, he, got, so, he sent him off, didn't he? Yeah. It's just, like I say, there's so much read about him. I mean, there's, there's one against Charlton in the, the year we went down, the first year at the Brit, where we scored a late goal through Kavanagh. He ran with the celebrations and someone kicked, drop kicked him and knocked him out. The sound behind the goal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you won't, the trouble is though, how many people actually noticed that when you just scored the winner? No. People. Probably nobody noticed it, did they? <laughs> until Central 
Plotimus' uh, broken cheekbone. Then <laughs> studied in the face. I know, I know somebody noticed because he ended up on, on a programme, didn't he? Yeah, he ended up on the Tier 5 Friday with Chris Evans. <laughs> that was quite a big show back then. It was time. massive back then. Tier 5 Friday was Chris Evans, yeah. yeah. And when he was on there with someone like Denise Van Outen or <laughs> one of the Spark Boys. Potsmouth and Neil Ruddick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know which one was the player, would you? <laughs> I mean, the coming seventh and the player of the year makes no experience. Well, you're not going to. I think he was a better player than Carl Hartborn and Brian Smalls, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't you think that's like the biggest kick in the gonads for some of the players? Did you? How did you go player of the year off any state behind you? That big blue centre off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can remember what made him proper hero in '97. Was one of the funniest things I ever see. I think it was the first or second round of the FA Cup, and we played non-eaten Bury in the cup. And <laughs> I can remember because he got on the TV highlight show. Do you remember that TV highlight show on Sundays? Yeah, it was on Granada. I can't yeah. remember who, who, what it was. But Alistair Mann, who did presented it. And I can remember because he goes, and here's something very interesting from the Stoke game. And he had he had Potibus running up the running up the touchline with their mascot's head, <laughs> celebrating like he scored a goal. <laughs> no, everybody stopped watching the game to just watch Potibus running up, yeah. up watching him run up the pit. But that's what that's what mascots used to be like. Now they just come out and. Take the kids' hands and yeah, whoever he was, he was a legend. He, yeah, he was ignoring it. He yeah. was no, I'm doing myself. He was straight out of balls to leave. But to be fair, he was a shining light in '97 because we were dog dog then in '97. We got relegated if you remember. And yeah. we remember. we were getting battered. We can. I think Chris Kamara was manager at the time as well, and he he, he was like a shining light. He was. He was real carried to that. Whoever yeah, he was. I mean, the, like I say, some of the stories that. <laughs> But the thing is, I don't know if you'd get away with it now. No, you probably wouldn't. You'd get sat now. Yeah. It's like Nello one, once it like doing his dancing and all the stuff he did, you, you wouldn't get away with it now. Yeah. Too prim and proper now. They, in case the case they offend anyone. Because I mean, I know what they'd say, they'll say, oh, you shouldn't have done that, it's non eating Because some kids might have thought you've removed his head. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it just, it somehow twist it so that you're in big trouble, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I remember years ago seeing a mascot jump in on a pylon after a goal. <laughs> well, you never got drop kicked, then. <laughs> Oof, Jesus Christ. I wish you'd have seen that. I wish you'd have seen that running behind the goal. Yeah, final, final minute. I, 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 the one I remember, though, was the, the one bit I remember was I remember I was only young again. I must have been about eight, nine, something like that, 97. No, I was 10. I was definitely 10 because I was born in 87. And I can remember. The, when we, I think we played Wolves and their mascot was running down the pitch like that going way to the away end because I think they scored and Potomac just legged him up just stuck a foot out <laughs> just stuck a foot yeah. out and legged him up straight over the floor and I was going way all the fans way it was great times yeah I mean they always used fights and stuff didn't they yeah mascots? he used to be great at yeah. one point I mean Nalo, Nalo was great as well but Potamus in the 90s, well, what a legend he was. So we sat there, didn't we? Millwall saying, oh, yeah, I'll just have a laugh at these. To be honest, I don't even notice him now. I don't, I, honest to God, I don't even notice yeah. him. The other time I used to notice him was when, when I sat in the... I don't know what it is now, they changed the name of it that many times. The cross across from the main stand. Uh, the old stand. I don't know what you call it now. I've no idea. That one where you can buy a box of towels for 300 quid. <laughs> <laughs> one box. <laughs> Rip off merchants, yeah. <laughs> I noticed him then, but since I've been in the away hand, I, I don't even notice him on the pitch. I just remember as well, like, when you'd see a player and he the subs board would go up and it'd be whoever and they'd be like, had a poor game and they'd come off and then the manager would like shake their hand and yeah. then, like, Potter would be like, arm round the shoulder, going, good, yeah, you well, he's, he can see the play just going, just get off me, I've had a terrible game. I think it was Graham Kavner in, in, I think, 97 or 90, I think it was 90, I can't think when it was, something like that. And, and Kavner had a terrible game and he was pulled off just after half time, about the 49th minute. And I can remember he put his hand out, Potter did, to go, right, I'll shake your hand. And Kavner did, he just moved it back and went, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's from his mouth and I was like 
she he's a legend <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised it went playing off the year yeah. to the I would have caught him think you played in 97 to be honest who won it but that's all they do now they just take like Santa just mm. turn up and shake little kids hands at the yeah, front yeah then disappear don't yeah. they what they want to do is come up with us with the stewards. Uh, oh Why some of them stewards up? They, they, I don't call them stewards, I call them the, the cast of a, what's it called, a, it. Right, so that's the end. Unless we've got anything else to cover, that's the end, I think. Uh, have we got any more questions this week? Uh, I think Danny's put some questions in, we can answer them for him. Is he, is he, not, <coughs> is he not on holiday? No, no, no. He's on a boat on vacation. That's holiday. It's, it's not. <laughs> That's American for holiday. We've been told he's not on holiday. He's on a boat on vacation. I think right. he's on holiday. <laughs> right, he's got he's got four questions for us this week. Um, first off, what do you think of John Thompson? Which we've sort of covered. Yeah, we, we? I don't know. I can't judge it yet. As a diehard Stoke fan, what has hurt you the most about the way the club has gone? Eh, uh, it's a good question actually, that is him, fair Danny, we must, must have plenty of time on the beach. Um what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the boat. Uh, I, I think, I think the biggest thing that's disappointed me, and it, it's not so much what's happened now, what's disappointed me goes back to when we beat Liverpool 6-1, and that we built a team that was not far off becoming a really good side, could have maybe scraped in Europe, might have been able to win a cup and the club didn't back it and that that to me will always be a big problem I mean Stephen Zonza came out this week and explained why he had to leave Stoke and you can't blame him really he won a Europa League he won a World Cup because he left because yeah, he left Stoke yeah he's upped his game on so he time, had to yeah. move on because he knew the club wasn't yeah. going to spend the big money to make him the achieve things brand. at Stoke yeah. so he could understand and he's right we never did and, and for me you know when we replaced Stephen and Zonza with Marco Van Jinkel and bring Hosselu in as a replacement for Peter Krauts you yeah. have to look at what we're doing in the business market the biggest disappointment for me is that the owners and the, and the chief executive everybody in that upper level yeah. have completely let the club down and it's it's not so much the fans that what's happened on the pitch they've completely let the club down and they continue to do it I think as well I think maybe when we got to that point was that the point to start looking at more like bringing investments into the club it's alright sitting there saying we should have spent money but to be honest we were at that point when we were like ninth where it's like if we go to the next level we aren't spending 20 quid we well I mean we'd have had to spend big big money for we don't need big level. big money they're loaded Denise Coates at the time was worth 2.4 billion yeah. Coates, yeah, John Coates is worth over a billion Peter who's been running the clubs, actually the poorest of the three yeah. He's the one who he isn't even a billionaire yet. No. So for me, they've got the money there. There's no excuses of money. They had it. Yeah. They just wait. They just wasted what they had. Yeah. It's 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 an absolute shame, and that's what's disappointing. Disappointed me. Is any other beach beach questions? Well, we need. Realistically, where do you see Stoke in twelve months as a team and as a football club? A mid-table championship club. I'm hoping it's it's that, and we're not going down. I don't think we'll go down. I think I think we've we've got enough there to possibly move up. I'm just hoping Joe Allen moves in January to just bring some money into the team so we can finally get that chapter of the, that poor side that, that got us relegated. Just get rid of them so yeah. we can start afresh yeah. properly and start moving forward. But for me, promotion to the Premier League is a four or five year. Dream I don't think I, I don't think anything club wise will change. I can't see a job well, if, if, that if they do, if they don't, they'll, they, don't, you don't have to be surprised that we will lose ten thousand next season if if they don't really change things. Well, we've, we've already lost probably nine, haven't we, in the last two years? So, and that's pretty much it. I mean, if, if they don't start changing things upstairs and really getting behind Michael O'Neill, but the thing is with Michael O'Neill, he might have a good season next year and scrape us in ninth, and then move to Reading or move to a Brentford because he'd, he'd see it as a, a club that will put the right money in well, yeah, and the, yeah. the, the biggest thing for me which would be interesting is when this financial fair play goes are the club going to back it and spend more money again Well, and that's, that, that's really, where it comes to me yeah. people keep saying oh well financial fair play fair enough get it all level get it all gone and then I expect money to be fully back in again so that we get back in the Premier League because yeah. if they don't we'll be in the Premier League we'll be in the Championship for another 10 years Yeah, simple as that I don't see us being in the Prem for another 10 years anyway. I, I, it's going to be a long time because that squad's that that pooey 
that it's. <coughs> I, I'm, I'm not really looking at the squad so much. I just think he, the the problem is too many players are coming in and and then so negative about the club as a as a whole. It, I just think something seriously needs to change. And and the problem is players have come in over the last eighteen months and have seen the poison that's at the club mm. and the negativity and everything else. Things need change upstairs. Although before we see any change anywhere else, mm. even on the pitch, because. <laughs> the thing is, players have come stoked with a good reputation. And yeah, failed, they have, yeah, yeah. And failed a few of them. Well, yeah, they, they all have. They've all come with like a reputation of being decent top level players. But the problem is, it's like you can get like James McLean is a decent player to have when you're a mid table club where you yeah. just need the odd performance and you to get you a goal or get you a result. The problem is when you're in the championship and you would get promoted, you need winners. Mm. Ones who can score 18 goals a season on the left side, score nine goals a season on one on the right side. You need men who are going to put consistent performances, create chances and score goals. Yeah. And the fact is we've brought mid-table men. Yeah. And then we've and then we've looked back and gone, oh dear, what have we done here? Well, because you haven't been sensible. You've just thrown money at whatever drops and it's cost you dear. And it, pick names out there a bit as well. It's cost, it's cost them dear yeah. and it's just stupidity. And the fact is, that's why for me, the biggest mistake they've made has been for two straight years, the year we got relegated, the year first year in the championship, we bought as-bins that were cheap, as-bins that were expensive when we, when we got relegated and it's look where it's got us. It's got us yeah. fourth bottom of the championship. That sort of ends it on a negative note, does it? Well, what else has he got? Has he got any positive one? No, I mean, like quickly mentioned that we've got West Brom tomorrow. I mean... Uh, I, I'm not looking... I'm not really positive about that result at all, to be honest. Well, it's going to be a tough one, isn't it, really? No, I'd say it's going to be more than tough. I think it's going to be impossible for me to get some attack of that. Yeah, I can't... I mean, the thing is, I don't think we can be overly negative about that game. They are doing really well, aren't they, West Brom? Well, I think West Brom are all... To yeah. be honest, I think, I think they'll probably win yeah. the Championship as well. Um, another quick mention as well is... Dirty, dirty leads... Are falling apart. Leads, leads are falling apart again. It's laughable, isn't it? I, mean, I, I said it. I said, I said it at the start of the season. Everyone, yeah. you went. Leeds are going to go up. I said they'll 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 knock it up. They'll end up in the playoffs and they'll get knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah, they've won one game since December the sixth. But the other predictions coming in. Who's that? Brentford. I thought you were going to say something about the conference. Brentford. I completely got West Brom wrong. I, I think he had them go down. Yeah. <laughs> West Brom. Bill Itch. Itch at this level, damn <laughs> After eat humble pie. You know, I'm about to do that because I know Danny Evels mentioned something about me and Jordan Cousins. Never play for Stoke again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I admit I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it's all about having a passion to com- to admit I was wrong. Right, so yeah, that's the end of a podcast. It's been very positive. It's been a good one. It has been a good one. We tried some different things this time. I hope we get some good feedback from you. Uh, if you if you like the podcast, make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you share it as well. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram as well now. We're on all major podcast, podcast sites, whatever they are, except Spotify. Still having problems with Spotify, which is a big one to not be on and out. Make sure you get involved as well. We've got our own group, Facebook group on the pot as where you can have your say. Same on Instagram, same on Twitter. So make sure you get yourself on, put your questions in. You'll get a mention on the pod, just like Marty Viper and his Bitcoin. Oh, so, I've got one slight mention, because he's begged me mention it. If anyone's interested in a side stoke shirt... Oh yeah, Ryan Wood. He's on social media. He's got the promotion season. It's first season of the Prem. Yeah, he's really trying to sell that. So if you go on the Potters podcast, the Potters podcast, get on the Potters group page, uh, join obviously, join and get yourself on. And uh, yeah, I think it's price negotiable as well. So yeah, if you put a fiver down, I'm sure he'll let it go because he <laughs> seems like he's desperate. To get yeah, he's proper desperate. And anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening to again, and I'm sorry we weren't there last week. Mark was on the toilet, apparently, so thanks for listening. Ta-ra. <laughs> Ta-ra, all the